0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. We're talking all the quarterback moves, uh, extensions, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and how that impacts the Vikings. Maybe they're shifting their perspective on how they should approach this offseason. Also, halfway through the show, Ben Gessling from the Star Tribune will be joining us. He'll have the latest on Kirk Cousins and everything Vikings. So grab your beer and join us.
2: Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. I am your host, Matt Anderson. Alongside me this evening is my co-host, Ryan Ortega, and producer, Dave. We always just call you Dave. Uh, Maybe we'll just leave it. You don't get a last name for for sake of (laughs) intrigue. Um, We'll just keep that uh, as suspenseful, but... uh, As of last week, this episode and all of your Climb in the Pocket uh, live podcasts, as well as our other podcasts, are sponsored now by Lake Monster Brewing. Um, You can head on over there in St. Paul, Minnesota. They make uh, a bunch of unique versions of classic beer styles, and they put their own subtle twist on the flavors of craft beer drinkers have come to love. They range from esoteric to approachable, uh, subtle to over-the-top. Their beers adhere to the philosophy that there is always more to be discovered. And with that being said, Ryan, I know that you have a Lake monster beer with you this evening. Cause I was there, I was there when you got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so why don't you share what you have?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So and tell, and tell uh, Lake monster is, yeah, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Um, you know, we got to meet up at Lake monster this last weekend. It was a blast getting to know, Some of the some of the folks uh, at Lake Monster getting to know them better, Um, and and yeah, letting us try some of the beers so we can actually speak to them. Uh, Unlike last week when I had no idea what to expect out of that hazy IPA, which was delicious. Um, This week they have Insanity Pale Ale for us to give this a try. Sorry, lighting is awful here. Insanity Pale Ale. It's a 5.5 ABV, uh, 40 IBU. Uh, Again delicious beer. We tried a sample of this, um, this last weekend. Um, just, just very solid, good flavor, nice and bold for a pale ale. Um, and yeah, it looks like you got one as well. And these are massive. Absolutely. So you can go pick up your crawler over there. Um, enjoy the patio. It's starting to get warm out. I think this weekend's going to get into the 40s or 50s, I thought I <laughs> warm. That. So you know that's that's that, that's patio <laughs> weather here in Minnesota. So you know uh, they always got good food trucks um, and again great staff. So make sure you check them out, at St. Paul.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Hey, you said massive. Yeah, yeah. Are those the new 16 ounce cans? <laughs>
3: These are um. cra- cra- uh, crawlers. So they're I, I think they're basically three beers in one, three 12 ounces, so 12 over 36 ounces or something like that. I don't see it on here exactly, but, yeah, there are – 750 milliliters of beer. Okay. There you go. But yeah, there it is, 750 uh, milliliters. So I think okay. that ends up equating out to roughly about three – a little over three uh, beers. Okay.
1: Not uh, bad, Jason, not bad. Asked, Jason asked in the chat, if Kirk was a beer, what kind of beer would he be? Um, if we had Miles <laughs> on the show, he would he would say an IPA. Uh, no. <laughs>
3: No, no, he's no. he he is he is a McGolden Light Mick Mc Ultra, like just the, <laughs> the weakest beer you can possibly find.
1: Oh, we're going specifics here. I no, I, no, I would no thought, flavor, uh, no
3: flavor in that one, no flavor in that beer.
2: No, to me, it's a Heineken, they, they charge way too much, and it's just absolute. <laughs>
1: uh, my wife just texted me yeah. and said, Bud Light. Uh, that's what she <laughs> but would like, say is, yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yes, um, Dave. Before we get to the the giveaway that we are doing mm-hmm. this evening, uh, tell the tell the folks what what you are drinking. And I I promise you, I will I will get you beer down there in Texas so you can have some. But just you just got to give hey, me some time. Hey,
2: talk to the owner. Put the owner in charge of me. I'll give him my address. I it works. I'm drinking an I drink IPAs <laughs> normally, and I'm drinking an IPA tonight brewed here in Austin because I haven't had my beer shipment from St. Paul yet. So I look forward to trying all their beers. I would love to have, you know, at least one case of each just so I could product test (laughs) and show everybody. I'd stack them right here in the back so everybody can see. It would be awesome.
1: I will try. Um, do you have the graphic for uh, for the giveaway at all? I do. Just so We can go over it quick.
2: Hold on, let me switch. I'll turn off the third camera there. Where are you are seeing
1: the infinite? I'm seeing a lot of stuff there.
2: Yeah,
3: hold on.
1: <laughs> for, me... for those Gary, for I, those I love that don't Scotch know. as
3: well, Gary. I, I hope you're drinking Lagavulin because that's my favorite Scotch, sixteen Ron Swanson special. Um, you know, and and. I know, I know, Joe, uh, Joseph Shea. He's always worried that we're not going to be drinking bourbon with him. You know, if I can fi- finish these three beers in this can, I got some, I got some bourbon here for him as well. So, you know, I'm going to make sure that uh, you know we take care of uh, Joe, who is tuned in every week. Big fan of bourbon. He doesn't want to lose That's us cool. as bourbon drinking buddies. So, we'll make sure we take care of him.
1: Dave's got the uh, the screenshot up on. On, on our youtube page right now for those who don't know or, or aren't on twitter i'm sorry this was a, a, a twitter exclusive uh climb in the pocket giveaway that was sponsored by lake monster brewing and it closed today at noon and so we're gonna do that to start the show here um all you had to do is follow climb in the pocket which that should be easy because you should already be doing that on all your social media platforms youtube you name it um and now just follow Lake Monster and then like and retweet that post. So we had, uh, you know, a, a good amount of people join this contest. So I have a, a list of the names of the people who entered. Uh, we're going to spin a wheel. So, Dave, if you want to bring that other uh, I uh, field over, we'll spin the wheel. Ooh, and oh,
2: not that one. Sponsored that by Lake Monster. That
3: one's great. You know, that one's great too, you know.
2: And here we go. Bring Let it me know up. it's
1: it's – is it it's on a, the screen?
2: It's on the screen.
1: All right. It is. So here we – we got all the names of the people that entered. Just going to click it. We'll see who wins.
2: You get to watch
1: live, everybody.
2: And it's and settling on Dustin Roberts. Dustin Roberts.
1: So congratulations, congratulations Dustin,
2: Dustin
1: Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will – Somebody at Climb in the Pocket will uh, reach out to you and uh, we'll get that figured out uh, and get that stuff sent over to you. So congratulations. You'll be getting a hat and sign from Lake Monster Brewing, uh, as we've already kind of talked about in this show. So uh, we got the maintenance out of the way. We're good. We're ready (laughs) to talk football. And I know there's people here listening and watching, wondering where Ben Gessling is. He will be here. Uh, at about 8.30-ish. So if you can, can bear with us until that point, he'll give us all the latest scoops on, on the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. But uh, I want to dive into the chaotic NFL news dumps of the past You know, 24, 48 hours. I know our, our guys, Jason and Miles and, and Flip, uh, talked about it last night quite a bit as well. But Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, Carson Wentz, Today to the Washington Commanders, we knew that they were aggressive um, in trying to get Wilson, so no surprise that they went and made a move for quarterback. Um, and Aaron Rodgers uh, sticking with the Packers, though it sounds like he he kind of put the kibosh on on whether or not he truly signed an extension yesterday in his tweet. So nonetheless, still back with Green Bay, heavy favorites in the NFC North. So Ryan, it's a lot to cover but what are your overall thoughts on on what we've seen and how does this shift the mindset of Kwesi Adolfo, Mensah as we move forward in this offseason?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's showing that the QB market is hot. I think it's indicative of what the the league is thinking the um, free agency quarterback situation looks like and the draft quarterback situation looks like um so I, I think that there's a hot market right now if we decide that we want to explore that option of trading Kirk again by all accounts at this point in time they have no interest in that right now um, however <laughs> uh, I saw earlier today that Jason Lacomfora had, had put out information that uh, we are um, receiving interest in him right now currently so you oh, know yeah. when you when you take a look at it I when, when you that. take a look at what we have available, and and uh, what these quarterbacks are going for currently, um, yeah, exactly, right there. Jason LaComfora mentioning that you know there are you know, and, and he believes that there's uh, a you know a good chance that he is traded. So uh, you know when you take a look at what these quarterbacks are going for in the market currently right now, and um, and and the, the level of play that Kirk Cousins has been playing at. Uh, as compared to a Carson Wentz um, or even to a Russell Wilson, uh, you would think that you know somewhere in between would be fair compensation. And it looks like the Seahawks did get quite a haul for Russ. Again, Russ is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, probably top, you know, seven, eight quarterbacks in the league. So you would expect that. Um, so I, but I don't think Kirk's all that far off. So granted is, um, you know, contract situation is much better than, uh, than what Kirk's is, you know? Uh, so there, that gives the teams a little bit of flexibility. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing Russ get traded after them be immediately saying that he wasn't um, does give, I guess the Vikings fan that do want Kirk gone, um, hope that there's uh, there's a chance he gets traded and but again up to this point there's you know we're working on a deal we're trying to come up with a general agreement that's going to be good for both sides um, and and we'll see where that takes us I mean we have no insights as to if they're close um, what's being offered what's not um, so we really just are in a wait and see mode but with the way you see some of these quarterbacks going off the market currently right now um, it really does look like there might be some interest in, in a Kirk Cousins if we want there to be.
2: Well if you look at Jason's tweet right there, that was posted just a little over twenty minutes before the show. So well, and, and, and the I whole think stay tuned, Alex- I think there I think teams and I've read before, there are multiple teams that have contacted the Vikings that are interested in Kirk Cousins. The question is the price. So we, like Jason said, stay tuned.
1: Well, and I think the other thing that that I want to kind of call out here is right before we we kind of hopped on this call, not this call, gosh, I feel like I'm still at work (laughs) on this (laughs) podcast this evening. uh, We saw that uh, there was a a tweet from Michael Fabiano, um, you know, serious XM Fantasy Sports Radio host, uh, with a direct quote from somebody pretty plugged in uh from the athletic out in Seattle, Mike Duger. Um, quote, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks looked into a trade for Kirk Cousins. So I mean the market is hot right now. We're seeing it. We saw it last offseason too with with Matthew Stafford in the Rams. Um you know, I think at this point in time, you would be doing the team a disservice if you're not exploring these opportunities, um, seeing what some. I mean, Wentz just went. Granted, there's a lot of a pick swap and in, in third round picks, but Wentz went for a pretty good um, amount today to to the Washington Commanders, and so and we obviously. I mean, Russell considering Wilson they took lead,
3: on his whole contract too, I mean. It's it's the fact that he has a decent sized contract, and they they absorb the whole thing. A lot of people thought that if Wentz was going to be traded, it was going to be that whoever, like the Colts, were going to have to eat some of that salary, and they didn't. So, I mean, that's a huge win for Chris Ballard and the Colts. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, let me let me propose a question to you then, because the the Vikings would be on the hook for how much of Kirk's contract in a trade.
2: 10 million. Ten, yeah, I mean depending or, on if we ate anything. That's bonus. That's already been paid to them. So, so ten million.
1: So would you would you be interested in eating that cost just to get rid of them? Or would you throw in an additional pick? I don't know what it would be, a fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. Um I think we have three sixths this year. Um would you throw that in to get to have them take that salary? Like the, all forty five well, we million.
3: So that 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 ten million we he's have fine. to we have, we to, have eat to because yeah. we've already we already paid uh, the bonus it. out so that's the dead that's the dead cap hit regardless if he's here or not um, if All we right. cut him if we you know whatever but if we trade him we we eat that ten million so it'll be thirty five left for whoever takes okay. him on unless we eat additional salary to move him for the higher pick or whatever it might be
1: mm-hmm. okay apologize for that that's why that's why we have ryan and dave on uh <laughs> spitting the facts because i don't always have hell i thought this was a work call just 10 minutes ago so uh <laughs>
2: it's been a long day it may be a long it night. has
1: been a long day
2: i hope well, to see you know kirk cousins traded roll across the twitter while we're on on the air that would be fantastic
1: um that would be fun
2: it's uh hasn't happened yet somebody asked what do we gauge the percentage of Kirk being traded?
3: I have a number. What's your number, Ryan? Uh, percentage of him being traded? Honestly, yeah. right now, I, I think everything is literally up in the air. Uh, I, I'll throw it as a 50-50 because, again, all it takes is one team to get desperate enough. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers who have a who have a – a team that's built to, i mean they they made the playoffs with the corpse of ben roethlisberger this year like i mean granted that it was like a early exit you know final final seed but they still made the playoffs and so they're they're a team that's ready to to move forward kirk cousins is significantly better than ben roethlisberger you have seattle seahawks who now have a need um Pete carroll's 70 years old or something like that right so he's probably not interested in a full rebuild so he, they might try to do a quick you know uh, trade out trade out Russ bring in Kirk and, and and run it back um you have the the Colts again another team that was on the brink of playoffs um literally they just need a high end game manager which Kirk I mean I I, I don't want to belittle Kirk he's he's more than a game manager I think and my opinion, but he's not—he's not significantly more than that. So he's a guy who's not going to make a ton of mistakes, and he's going to create some winning plays for you from you know time to time. Um, so I mean, he would probably be an excellent fit there. So I mean, you have three teams just right there that really could could meet the needs, of, like get desperate enough to want to you know make the trade now. And then you have Carolina, who also is desperate for a quarterback right now and their their coach is probably on his last opportunity um, to, to make to something of his career in the NFL yeah so i mean you have four coaches or four teams literally right there and then you have some other teams around the league that probably need quarterback help so it, all it takes is just one of those guys to get super excited say cousins can get us to that next step and and, and if, if you can get somebody to give you an offer that you can't refuse but i i, I personally don't think we're trying to trade him right now I think that we're trying to make a deal work out where we can extend him for another year or two, and uh, and and try to see if o- o- O'Connell can, you know, make something of him with this offense. Again, I think it's a lost cause. He's 34 years old. We know what he is at this point. But uh, you know, you know, our owners also want to win. We want to be relevant and. In my opinion, there's no better way to be relevant than making a high-profile trade like trading away Kirk Cousins. So uh, we'll see what they end up doing. So I'm going to say 50-50. What about you, Matt?
1: Well, so here, here's my dilemma. Uh, this has – we obviously know that that Kirk has met with uh, with Kwasi, uh or Kirk's reps, I should say. They met once here uh, in, in Minnesota. They also met down in Indy. Uh, I think Doogie has reported that. In in multiple other outlets. So I know that a contract extension has has likely been talked about, um, whether numbers have been exchanged or not. I guess we don't know that at the current moment. But all indications as of yesterday were still that the Vikings were probably going to hold on to Kirk. I think that's what a lot of people uh, were insinuating, that he would be the starter, whether that's playing out his current deal and just walking – or uh, signing an extension to provide some cap relief and um, allowing the Vikings to, to go get some other targets as well. I think today's news with Carson Wentz and seeing what you could get for him has shifted thoughts inside the Vikings organization. Um, and so I think at the, at the current moment, I would probably put a Kirk Cousins trade at, at 40%, which I know is not that high, um, but I think it was I think it was less than that 24 hours ago. I honestly do. Um, I think what we're going to run into for an issue is this is Quaysey's first time as GM. He's not going to get screwed over on his first deal, especially a splash move. So I imagine he's got a price for Kirk similar to contract negotiations that he's not going to really budge on. Maybe outside of you know. A, f- a few different factors, right? I, I know you can, you can have stipulations on, on picks, whether or not they play 70%, make the super bowl, whatever. Uh, he might have those qualifiers on his, his asking price, but uh, I'm, I'm just kind of rambling here, but I, I think you brought up a good point, Ryan, you got to be blown away by the trade. Um, and there, are, I know there are some fans who are, are content with just trading Kirk for a second, a third and saying I want to just be done with it. I think you have to maximize the market right now uh, for what it is, and so that's why I leave it at forty. I the Colts don't really have a ton of assets from a first round perspective this year since they traded it for Carson Wentz previously.
2: But they got the players. Steelers
1: are. Int- they do have players. The Steelers are intriguing to me. Um, they're always consistent. I just don't know if this is the type of move that they would go and do, um, especially when it comes to their first round pick, which I, I believe is is going to be Quasi's asking price. I, I think he's, he needs a first round back uh, for Kirk Cousins. Well,
3: but, but you look well, at the Steelers and their draft position, right? They're picking twenty, and I yeah, mean, Malik Willis is gone, right? I mean, you, you assume, let's just say everything else stays current right now. Let's say everything stays current. Yeah. No other trades are made for players or whatever, for quarterbacks or whatever. Um, you have the Lions, who easily go and take Malik Willis at two, which that's the new buzz right now is that that's going to happen. You have the yeah. the Panthers. If they don't make another move, they're probably going to draft a quarterback pretty high. You have the Seahawks. If they don't make a move, they're going to draft a quarterback pretty high. So, I mean, there's three teams right there that easily could take quarterbacks in the top 10 with Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, if you like him enough, Matt Corral, if you like him enough, maybe Desmond Ritter picked up his stock enough. I mean, you're going to be taking a guy that you're probably is, I mean, in my opinion, because there's really only one, maybe two first round quarterback eligible players in this draft that you're probably getting, you're reaching for a guy in in the back end of that first. But, I mean, who
1: knows? Uh Mary is in the chat. Which hello, Mary, welcome back. Um, and she is demanding that we oh, give her a let, name.
2: Let me get there. Okay, because I haven't given you my number.
1: Okay, okay, that's a good point. What is your um, number, Dave?
2: We hear today that Quazy and KOC want to reset the Vikings cap, right? They're moving, mm-hmm. that's what Jay, Jason Lock and Four is talking about, getting rid of uh, some of these high-priced guys so that they can reset the cap. We do not know their definition of what reset means. All we know is that they must be what? under under the cap by the 16th, which is next week. So they've got to maneuver enough money to be under, right? You would like some significant money, Beyond that, because you need enough to pay your rookies, and you need, but you'd also like to sign some free agents because we need to sign some free agents. There's not enough guys on the team otherwise that you've got to cover, and there's all the holes on the defense, et cetera, et cetera. They have one season this season as their anything goes season, right? It's the gimme. They could do anything they want, even if they went 0 17, most likely. They're still going to be in charge in 2023. So they've got this year to make these moves happen, to get where they want to so they can build in their perception of how the Minnesota Vikings should be. I would wager a uh, six-pack of the favorite beer whoever likes (laughs) that most likely that includes – trading Kirk Cousins. Now to trade Kirk Cousins, and I put that at a 90% rate, right? That he's the trade is going to happen. They'll trade Damn, Kirk Cousins. Wow. And even if they get 90%, a 90% Dave. Yep. And even if they get a Wince deal and Kirk is far, by far better than Wince, and he got a second and a third, um that's still going to be stuff. I do think they can get a first out of them, but it depends who. PFF was advocating and thinks Carolina is going to be, because of their coach, going to be the one that does it. They may trade their number six pick. If they do that, if they're that desperate, I'd take that in a heartbeat and smile all the way to the bank. Um, Dave? As for Mary's question is, who are we going to get? Um, I've only had a few. As to who... Dave, I,
1: I, I got to stop you for one second. And it's only because this is, is so fitting for our sponsor at Lake Monster. But uh, what you're saying right now is insanity. <laughs> and that is the beer that I'm drinking tonight from Lake Monster Brewing. 90% uh-huh. to trade Kirk Cousins?
2: Yep, I bet it happens. Like I said, I'd wager... Now, uh, no, there's a, a point. Um, I'd wager it happens that much. <laughs> that 90%, it does happen. Now... I, I love one, the optimism, Dave. Um, I as do. for who's going to replace it, Mary's deal. Mary, I don't really care. Like I said, this is the give me, the gimme year. There, it doesn't really matter. Would I like to see us draft Malik Willis? Yes, I would. Uh, could we get uh some sort of interim QB, Minshew, somebody like that? Sure, we could do that too, but I don't really care because it sets them up to be competitive in the long run, so they're not pushing money out, so they're not having to settle on lower tier veterans in free agency, the vet minimum guys, right? That they're actually getting quality people on the team that can make this team competitive in the long run, that they can build up some draft choices to build from uh, the draft as well. And they have the money to do that to keep us in the game. It doesn't matter really to me. And, and if you say, well, Kirk's good, yeah, Kirk's good. But he hasn't got us basically above 500 in the four years he's been here. We've only been to the playoffs once. We averaged 10 wins in the four seasons prior to Cook Cousins. We haven't busted or gone above 500 in the last two years alone. So to me, you put Kellen Mond in there, and he would probably get as close. So, no, it doesn't matter who's there. And as far as leadership, you've mentioned leadership. I don't believe Kirk was a great leader. I don't think he ever has been. I would like to find that one quarterback that does have that and steps up and leads, you know, more better. Yeah. You know, whether it be Teddy, whether it be uh, um, uh, Keenum or Sam, any of those guys had better leadership in the huddle than i've seen from kirk so that's why i'm saying 90 percent
1: um i i I think you gave a fair explanation there i think uh i'd i'd be remiss if we didn't shift gears a little bit and talk about other options right because while dave is at 90 percent and by the way ben Gessling should be joining soon so we might have to stop this conversation and pivot back to Kirk Cousins debates, What's but I want to, I want to ask hypotheticals here, right? There's a world where Kirk Cousins gets extended, plays out his current deal, whatever cap relief has to come somewhere. So Ryan, I'm going to, I'm going to pose this to you. Um, we have a lot of aging vets, uh, Hunter Smith, Thielen, Kendricks names that have been brought up with, before. I think lock and Fora brought up a bunch of that uh, a bunch of them. And even Michael Pierce, for that matter. What would be your ideal situation if you're Vikings GM, if you're Koosay, or if you have his ear? What would you advise him to do if, if he was really adamant, I want to stick with Kirk Cousins? i say I'm putting you on the spot here.
3: But I mean, but I understand. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Like, if, if that's not an option, if he's absolutely hell bent on keeping him. Honestly, I mean, it, it's tough, right? I mean, you have some players that are beloved here. Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith. Um, yeah, I, Michael Pierce, obviously that's an easy one, right? I mean, you save six, I think six and a half million by letting him go um, or trading him. I mean, that that's a huge win. Uh, I, I definitely see no issues there. Um, and again, he's not like a fan favor or anything like that. He hasn't built enough um credit here to, to really make a huge, um, you know, hole in our heart, so to speak. So let's talk about the hard ones, right? So Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, we have Daniil Hunter, all right, uh, as a potential option there as well, um, and and Adam Thielen. So the hardest part is Adam Thielen has a $16 million cap hit, right? That's a lot for a receiver who's having a hard time staying healthy um, and and is aging. I mean, just – Frankly, he's just aging. So first thing you do is you you approach him, uh, see if there's an opportunity there for a restructure and or pay cut, see if he's willing to do that to stick around on this team, create cap relief for the team so we can continue to maybe build around Kirk Cousins, um, knowing that we're trying to you know make another run here, right? He's a local guy. Maybe he takes that. Maybe he doesn't. If he doesn't, see you later. You're off into your next team. And and obviously, I, th- I think the, the the state would be pretty upset. I mean, not the whole state, but there's a lot of big Adam Thielen supporters, not just because he's been really good as a Viking, but because he's a local kid. Um, Eric Kendricks, I think it's really hard to replace him. You can because of the offense, or I'm sorry, the defense we're moving to, the emphasis on high quality interior linebackers is going to be a little less than what it has been in the past. And you could probably get by with, um, you can get by with some mid mid level or, you know, replacement level talent there. But again, leader, heart of the defense, like how do you let that guy go or trade him away when, uh, but again, he's at a high, uh, a high cost. I think it was like 14 or 14 million or something like that. Um, Honestly, if it were me, I'm going to go Harrison Smith. And I, I hate that. I hate that we just gave him an extension. I love Harrison Smith. He's been a great player for us. However, he's he's aging. He's not what he once was. We have Cam Bynum back there. Whereas, I mean, we have to replace him. That's the hard part, right? You're still going to have to replace the guy. But I, I think yeah. that with... The rest, the, the rest of the team, and if you bring back uh, Hunter and you bring back some of these other guys, um, you can get by with moving on from Harrison Smith and, again, his yeah. relatively relative decline in uh, quality of play. So th- that's probably my too, two cuts would be, or cuts or trades would be Smith and Thielen.
2: Yeah, But does that yeah, get us and, to and the and point I- where they consider that a reset? See, that's the big, my big no. question tonight, arguing with the group as what is the front office off, offices definition
3: of resetting the cap? We don't know that. Now. See the, ish- the 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 issue with doing that though is without moving on from Kirk Cousins is you need a high quality team around Kirk Cousins to make a difference, and when you have to. In order to keep him, you have to release all your other really good players that you're paying handsomely for putting up the quality of work that they're supposed to be doing at their contract level. That makes it difficult. Like, if you keep Kirk and you re, uh, re, uh, um, reconfigure Daniil Hunter's contract, that gets you, and you don't do anything with Kirk's contract, that gets you back to even. But and then you're, uh, you know, you're going to have to let go of a Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen. Well, all of a sudden now our team's worse, and 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 we still don't have any money to build around because you you're letting go of Thielen basically just to get rookie salaries covered, and you're letting go of Harrison Smith just to sign a worse version of him in free agency. So like regardless, you're creating holes that you're not going to be able to fill because of the lack of money. So. The truly only two yeah. options we have is extending Kirk and and, and and lowering that cap hit significantly and then doing some of these other moves to maybe be about as good as we were last year, probably worse. Or you move on from Kirk, completely actually reset this cap and move forward with Kwasi and, and KOC's vision of what their team should be. I that's think, why I think, I that's think that's when you look it. at...
1: and And I don't advocate for outright cutting anybody on our roster right now. I think that, that right now you shop them all like and and you you just see what people will give you. I think Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen are likely to fetch the most in return. Maybe a Daniil Hunter as well. Um, I, I I don't see them moving on from him because they pretty have they they pretty much have an automatic trigger to restructure that deal. I, I don't foresee him leaving though uh if if you watch Score North, uh Doogie was on with Judd yesterday or maybe it was Tuesday yeah, yesterday was Tuesday. Um and it's mentioned that Daniel Hunter Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hunter was being at least I don't know, actively shopped is the right word. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but he was talked about in Indy. Um uh, Doogie did confirm that on their show. So uh you mentioned Harrison Smith. Ryan I think that is probably the most likely scenario outside of Kirk in my opinion I think you can fetch probably a late day two I think you could get a late day two pick for for Harrison Smith still he's still relatively um elite um and I think teams will will pay for his his experience and you know his play style I think I think he can really help elevate a defense I don't see Adam Thielen being moved um I feel like he's more of a restructured candidate. Um, very similar to, to Hunter. So, but to your point, Dave, uh, we, we don't know what their, their number is or what their idea is of cap reset. Right. Um, and, and, maybe Ben can give us some input here. I'm hoping he hops on any minute here, but, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't quite know what that number is. So that makes it pretty difficult to kind of figure out where they're, where they're headed. Um, I want to pivot to something else quick, if I can find it quick enough. <laughs> I know it's it, it got pushed down on my Twitter. Now you're talking
2: Daniel Hunter. I heard uh, Buffalo Bills is one of the teams that's interested in Daniel.
1: Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and there's
2: more talk. Yes, yeah. uh, Seattle's interested in Cousins.
3: Yeah, apparently. Uh- uh, according to somebody from pff pete carroll loves kirk so yeah again what what can they give us right i mean they basically you know you'd have you'd have to negotiate a way to get that pick that they just got from denver so number nine um in, in a way to even consider moving on uh from kirk and you know i don't know how much that makes sense i mean obviously they still like get a first and a third and maybe a second out of the Denver deal, um, and and still come away. And with Kirk Cousins coming away with that, I mean that'd be still a good good deal for John Schneider and uh, and, and Pete Carroll. Um, but yeah, I mean that that stuff. I, I would love to see it again. I just I just want a deal. The, the hardest deal for us really would be the Colts, right? Because you're not getting a first this year, so you're doing a future first, which actually wouldn't be the worst thing for this team just given the fact that we will need a future quarterback at some point. Um, and the 2023 class is much stronger than the 2022. So you can you know leverage those two first to hopefully move up if you needed to, to go grab a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud or whoever ends up coming back up out of that uh, class. Um, in terms of who we would go with this year in that sense, again, there's the Marcus Mariota's, there's the Jameis Winston's, of the world, where again you have the bridge, you don't really right. necessarily want to do that. But I, I actually don't mind Jameis. I a lot of people are, you know, think of that thirty and thirty year that he had, and obviously that is awful. But um, you set him up with the, the right offensive coach who isn't hell bent on just throwing bombs, which Bruce Arians does do. I mean, he does coaches his, his players to do that um you know you're gonna see those mistakes a little bit more limited and he uh he can't create much out of structure but he has a fun arm talent and and he's just a goofy personality so i mean you know bringing in a guy like Jameis wouldn't be awful mariota has got the legs which would be intriguing um i still love the idea of trading with the browns and uh, you know, getting their 13th uh, and Baker. Um, and we probably have to send something back for that. I mean, there's a lot of different options out there. You know, we'll see what ends up percolating, but there's gotta be, We, as a lot of people are saying in this chat here and appreciate everyone listening in live and, uh, you know, those who are going to be listening in, you know, later today or tomorrow, but um, we got to move them. Yeah, I mean, you just have to, I'm not banking on it. Yeah, Minshew is another name, uh, Mateo, good call out there. Uh, yeah, but we, we got to move him. Uh, there's there's no reason to keep him at this point unless you're making a run this year and we just don't have the roster or money to do it.
2: Um, All for it, Aaron. I, and, David, if uh, they trade Kirk Cousins, well, the next show we do, I'll do shots for you.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Make sure it's on Vikings Happy Hour because I, I, I want to see that. Um, I couldn't find what I was looking for, so – but I do feel like this is a good time to – I know Ryan kind of already did it, but a, a shout-out to our, our listeners right now. I uh, appreciate you guys hopping out here. Um, you know, we, we are supposed to have Ben guessling. I, I I don't know. He said 835. It's 845. So we'll just give him a little bit longer here, but I, I'm I'm confident he will. I, I, ch- I chatted with him this morning, so I, I do believe he'll be here. Uh, but if you are here watching right now um, – and you're not subscribed to Climb in the Pocket, please do. Um, Mm -hmm. Head on over to our YouTube page, click that subscribe button. Um, You can even turn on notifications if you want to know when we go live. Uh, But the reason you should do that is because you'll be in tune with all of our giveaways coming up with Lake Monster Brewing, who is our new sponsor. And Dave, I don't know if you have the graphic on hand, but let's pop it up on the screen uh, for those who don't know this April – Day two of the NFL draft. Climb in the pocket, will be hosting a live draft coverage um, at Lake Monster Brewing. It's from 5.30 to 10 o'clock. If you're in the Twin Cities area, if you want to travel to the Twin Cities area and come watch us break down, we'll have myself, Ryan. Dave will be in Texas, but he'll be there. Just I'll be there. via yep. camera. Uh, Miles, Tyler. I think we got uh, BJ and and Drew potentially coming and and some other local Vikings people as well. So you can come on out to that at the end of April. It should be a fantastic time uh, with beer, giveaways. Uh, I think they have an awesome food truck. If I saw correctly, I don't have the name of it. But uh, save this. Put it in your calendar. It's a Friday night. What else are you going to do except for come on down and watch our – live draft show. You can also catch it on YouTube if you can't make it out to St. Paul. So, or Facebook, either uh, one.
2: It's uh, we're that, going to be true. broadcasting live all 3 days of the draft, right? From before the draft kicks off all the way until afterwards. Day 3 is when we get all the visitors, all the beat writers get together and they, you know, culminate and talk what we've done in the first 2 days. Day 1 obviously is the first round. We'll be talking about that here. Day two, where you got all these people and such great beer. We look at the first round, how the team resets, what they're looking for. Beer will be going around. It'll be a happy time. You can talk to your favorite climbing in the Pocket personalities that are there. And there'll be plenty of them along with the great people that attend uh, Lake Monster on a normal basis. It should be a blast on that Friday night. So there's tons of stuff to do. I just wish I could physically be there, but uh, <laughs> I'll be here. But I will be there in spirit. I guarantee it.
1: Um, a topic that we didn't really talk about yet, which which we can quickly before Ben hops on. Um, Eric Sugarman. It was he went to the scouting combine with with the Vikings, and uh-huh. upon his return. Uh, was left jobless. The Vikings and Eric Sugarman had parted ways, and a little bit noteworthy in the sense that Eric Sugarman has been here for 16 years as the Vikings' head athletic trainer, Um, and it probably would have been, you know,
2: a little bit
1: newsworthy, but, but then moved on. Do we have Ben?
2: Ben just rang in. And there he is, the man to myth, the legend from the Star Tribune, Mr. Ben Gesling.
1: How you guys doing? Good. We are are fantastic. We uh um super appreciative of you hopping on on a, on a Wednesday evening. I know you had some stuff you gotta do, but um yeah. grateful for your time. So um how Happy are to you here. tonight, by the way?
0: Uh doing well. Just uh just <laughs> ready for Things to, to get going and uh, things to get a little more exciting than uh, changes in the athletic training department. I, we'll, we'll have plenty more to talk about in the coming days, I would think. I mean, those are big news, I guess, with Eric Sugarman being gone. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to yeah. more substantive things, I think, fairly soon.
3: Well, that was surprising news, too. We were kind of just talking about that or about to start talking about that. Pretty surprising. I mean, I think based on, like, the, the fan perspective, which obviously we're not in the buildings, whatever – you know, beloved Eric Sugarman, and and then it comes out. Maybe some of the players weren't very happy with him and and maybe some other news. Any uh, light to share on that? Uh, that that maybe would uh, be intriguing for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think what you saw, and you saw a few players kind of chime in on this on Twitter. Uh, that sentiment had certainly been present for quite a long time. I mean, obviously, nobody's going to have the same opinion on everything it's to, to say that anything is unanimous is is a stretch and I, I couldn't say that with any certainty either because you 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 get different viewpoints from different players and certainly people have different experiences and different pr- perspectives but there was certainly i think when eric kendrick's talked about a fear-based organization there was a thread of that that was related to some of the things that came out and in some of the things that I alluded to, at least in my story this week, that, that there were players, I think, that felt like, is this department here for me, or is this department here to help the organization maximize an asset? And that, that there's always that line in sports. You're always trying to walk that line when you're working for a team. But I think a lot of players didn't feel like they could trust the that the the advice that they were getting was solely with their best long-term interests in mind. And, and that was a lot of, I think what you saw come out and a lot of what you certainly heard behind the scenes over the years in terms of the, the perception publicly may not have been quite the same as what it was from the players that would work with them on a regular basis.
1: Very interesting. Um, I, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. I, I, know, I know that was a, a hot hot button topic there for for a a burst of time but um, I want to get your your reaction to kind of what has been the last 48 hours in the NFL especially when it comes to quarterbacks (laughs) Um, Carson Wentz traded today to the Washington Commanders Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay and so I know it had been I don't know if officially reported is the, is the correct term, but I feel like a lot of local media members had been kind of preparing fans to say, hey, Kirk Cousins is probably going to be the starter here in 2022. Does, does, does the last 48 hours change Kwasi's and in Kevin O'Connell's mindset a little bit to be like, this market's hot um, for quarterbacks right now and maybe we can capitalize on it? Or are they still pretty firm in like, uh, eh, maybe we try and get an extension done, or let him play this out. But uh, we we really are comfortable with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback.
0: Well, I I think it is. I mean, the the market certainly has shown that there's going to be a return for quarterbacks at that level. I mean, we saw it with Carson Wentz. I, I think it's it's hard to look at that and ignore it. Like you you can't sit there and say that when quarterbacks are getting the types of returns that you're getting for players in that same echelon that you could just say, no, we're not going to consider anything. My sense has been that they like cousins that Kevin O'Connell likes cousins. They they have a relationship. They have been, I I think, fond of one another working together. And I think they have been fond of the way the other one approaches the job. I I know that early on the cousins camp was very excited about Kevin O'Connell being the, being the choice because of this relationship and because of the feeling that this is a guy I can work with. This is a guy I can connect with over however long I'm here. That said, I think when you, when you heard what Kweisi said at the combine last week, and I, i just heard it. I wasn't there because I was on jury duty all week, but when you heard <laughs> yeah. what he said, I had, I had, Postponed jury duty like four times I literally like run out of time to do it <laughs> so I had to uh, to skip the combine just so I wasn't in contempt of court in Hennepin County um but hearing what he said at least hearing it secondhand you know he's he talked about everything is in play and I I think that has to be the reality if you get somebody that gives you an offer like what the Colts got for Carson Wentz or maybe even a little bit more than that given the fact that you can argue Cousins is a better quarterback than Wentz. I, I think you have to listen, because this is not a team, I don't think, that's a player away from being able to win it all. Put it this way, they're, they're not in the spot they were when they acquired Kirk Cousins, where they thought, hey, yeah. we just went to the NFC title game, and if we upgrade a quarterback, that might put us over the top. I, I don't think you could say that in good conscience with this roster as it currently exists. So if you get pieces that help you, maybe get a cornerback or three or uh, another pass rusher or fix the offensive line, I, I think you have to think about that. There may be other ways that they can get some of those picks. It's not a draft where they are as loaded with picks as they've been in recent years, and it's not a draft where they have, they're have they missing a a day-two pick. So it's, it's, I think, something they would have to think pretty seriously about if the right offer came through. Because I don't know that you're going to come out of this and say Cousins is our guy for the next six years. I, I I, could see an extension to save some money. I could see them saying let him play it out. I could see them trading him. I, I think any of those options are plausible. I, I certainly think they are not closed off to the idea that Cousins is the guy because of that relationship that O'Connell has with him. But I also think Kwasi is pragmatic enough to say if we get somebody that gives us a good return on this, we have to look at it pretty seriously and be realistic about where we're at and what we need and how this could help us get there.
2: I've got a question. Do you have uh, written skeleton pieces already to go? If that happens.
0: You know, I, you're uh, you, have you been in touch with my editor? Cause I probably should. at <laughs> <laughs> this point. But as you mentioned that, like, yeah, that's a good idea that the, the night that, they were trying to decide whether they were going to fire Zimmer and Spielman. I stayed up until like midnight, one in the morning, getting those skeleton pieces done for all the different scenarios. It was funny because we were kind of playing with all these different possibilities of, okay, they they get rid of Zimmer, not Spielman. Uh, they get rid of both of them and they keep both of them. And I had a conversation because this, this idea that Spielman was going to stay and get promoted was kind of making the rounds. And I had a conversation with somebody. That night in the organization that I said, well, I got to get all these stories ready. And they said, you know, I don't think I'd spend a ton of time on the one where Rick gets promoted. It's either mm-hmm. that they both stay or they both That's go. Fun. That's really That's interesting. Fun. So that saved me some time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we usually do that. And I had that, I think, with the Harbaugh thing as it was set up. But I haven't done it with Cousins yet. I uh, <laughs> I will probably get on that perhaps as soon as. Well, uh,
2: Jason, lock on four. Thanks. He says, stay tuned. He's very much, yes, I, I saw think, that, knows something. So.
0: Well, I, I mean, you look it, at where they're at. And, yeah. and They have to do something, obviously, with the cap where it is. But there's not a lot of 4 or $5 million contracts you can adjust to deal with. I, I wrote about this a few weeks back. Yep. You've got like $160 million wrapped up in six or seven players, I think it is. I'm, I probably misquoting that. But... Harrison Smith and Neil Hunter, Cousins obviously, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, uh, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, those guys are where you're probably going to have to get some money back. So, mm-hmm. can you do all this with cap tricks? I don't think so. So, I think you look well, at that. You look and, at where they're at. You're probably going to see some changes.
3: And I was saying just a little bit ago. The hard part, though, is if you if you do try to keep Kirk either at his current contract or even with a small small extension that gives you a little flexibility, you're going to have to lose some of those core pieces to be able to feel the team. Like You're going to have to. and, And again, I know the narrative is that Kirk needs everything to be perfect around him. So if you're getting rid of some of your better pieces and you don't have money to kind of replace those guys, like one of the guys we were talking about is Harrison Smith. Well, if you replace Harrison Smith, you get enough money to sign his replacement. His replacement's not going to be as good as him, but right. it, at least it saves some money. So it's like, it, it, it's kind of, you're really at a rock and a hard place if you're keeping Kirk, in my opinion. So it, it really would yeah. make sense. So to go back quick to what you were saying, though, it, it would t- if they count, the right offer comes along, you know, we just saw what yeah. Carson Wentz, uh, what the commanders play for uh, Carson Wentz. You saw what the Denver Broncos paid for Russell Wilson. You assume you know based on Kirk's play he's going to be somewhere in between that are you hedging more on the Wilson side or more on the on on, on the Went side in terms of what we could potentially fetch for him
0: i think i would put it somewhere in the middle of those probably maybe 60% Wilson 40% Wentz. if uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of spitballing here obviously right. but yeah, yeah i think if you got a first round pick for him i think you'd have to think really, really seriously about doing it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I think if you could get that kind of return and you clear the cap space and you can try to plot out your future, that that is, I think, something you have to look pretty seriously at. The interesting thing here to me is going to be this sort of, not a mandate, but this, this statement from the Wilfs about we expect to be super competitive. And if you look at their history, they have not been an ownership group that likes to spend a ton of time rebuilding i think the only time you would look at where they went through what would probably be called a true rebuild is when they really had no other option after 2010 when everything literally and figuratively collapsed and they said <laughs> we have to tear this down to the studs go into the draft and build it this, this whole thing back up that's the only time they did it and lo and behold they go to the playoffs two years later and then you think back to 2013 they go on inside greg jennings right away they went and they traded up obviously in the draft to get Cordero Patterson there was pretty quickly this move back into let's compete right now this is not an ownership group that has spent a lot of time tearing things down to the studs and I think that's going to be the interesting test here is is this sort of we want to be competitive we want to be relevant we want to win now thing going to win out or is Quasey, if he goes this way, going to have to manage up a little bit? And the will certainly gave Rick Spielman a lot of latitude to do things the way he felt was best. And I, I'm going to be very curious to see if Quasey has the same pull with them right away or if he has to try to sell them a little bit on, hey, I we may have to take a step back and take two forward. And when you look at where the division's going to be with Aaron Rodgers still in it, that might be what's necessary. That that piece of this I think is going to be very, very interesting to watch here in the next week to 10 days.
1: I I think that uh, the other thing that's just really interesting is to see what domino is going to fall first because I think a lot of fans and, and probably yourself are, are waiting for that Kirk Cousins domino to fall, but is there any any, any indication that it could be something else like a Daniil Hunter trade and Adam Thielen trade or just restructures of that nature because we're only like, what, seven days from free agency yeah. like if, if they want to be competitive when the market opens uh, things have to change quick and I, I I kind of feel bad for you because I feel like you're gonna have a lot of stuff to write about in the coming days here yeah. so so yeah. you'll be busy there but uh, I just want to get your take on that
0: yeah I, I mean I to answer that question I, I think certainly Cousins is the easy way to clear the cap space obviously there's no player that occupies more of their cap than Cousins does. So if you move him, you're going to clear $35 million, or maybe a little less than that if you have to take some of the cap money to get a better draft pick back, kind of like what the Lions did with Stafford. But I think you could see other things happen before that. I I think I would keep an eye on what they do in the middle of the defensive line. Do you want Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson? If you're going to play a 3-4, is there a space for both of those guys? I think you could make that argument. I think you could also make the argument that we don't need two of these guys. I think that's one to watch. I think Adam Thielen is certainly going to be one to watch. I I just, as much as we love Adam Thielen and as as productive as he still is, it's hard for me to imagine he's here at that cap number. I think something has to get addressed there. I'm curious to see what they do with Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think Harrison Smith is here, given the way that Kevin O'Connell talked about him and given the fact that if you don't have him, you don't have anything in that secondary. I, I think yeah. he has to probably be part of it. Um, Eric Kendricks is an interesting one to me because the, so many of the places where they have spent money, whether it's interior linebackers, whether it's running backs um, guys like Anthony Barr, probably playing out a position a little bit, or at least where he would get paid is antithetical to the way most of the NFL spends money. You have guys in positions where most teams have said, we don't, want to spend big money in these places and the vikings said forget it we're going to be different we don't care this is the way we want to do things now that you have a new regime that's coming in that has a fresh eye on these things and may say this doesn't make a lot of financial sense does a guy like eric kendricks end up getting moved out i i think eric kendricks i think is still a heck of a football player but yeah that position and if you're looking at things purely from a where is their market efficiency here uh, I could see an argument that somebody s- looks at it and says, "You know what? Uh, given the cap situation we're in, we could make a move."
3: Well, it's tough. You just literally watch one of the best linebackers in maybe the history of the NFL just get outright cut yeah. in Bobby Wagner. Yes. So, like, what what are we going to be able to even fetch for Eric Kendricks if we do want to
0: move him? Well, yeah, I think that's a valid question. And Kendricks obviously is, uh, you know, is younger and and has. Maybe a little more left on the tires. I, I don't think he's anywhere close to the end. I still think he's he's really really right. good when he's healthy. But yeah, when you have a guy like Bobby Wagner who's been that good for that long, probably on a Hall of Fame trajectory, get just cut. I yeah, I think that's a fair point, point. and that is probably you know sort of what we're talking about in the sense that that position is not one that is going to fetch a ton in return, and and maybe you just do it to say we got to clear the cap space. And we got to get get what we can in return and we, we take our losses and, and we move forward. But yeah, I, I don't think that is a terribly great indicator that you're going to get a ton in return for Kendricks. There may not be a ton of return for some of these guys. But again, if you're sitting there saying we have to just get ourselves in a, in a position where we're not having to ask Rob Brzezinski to do backflips <laughs> every March <laughs> Maybe it's what's necessary to get to where we need to be in the future.
1: Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was accidental or intentional, but you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah. And that's probably a name that we have not heard in you know, the rumors that have popped up. Are you hearing something uh, in specifics to Dalvin Cook on maybe him being moved or just restructured? I, and and if, if it was just a, a slip of the tongue, I, I totally get it, but...
0: Yeah, no, not necessarily a slip of the tongue. I, I, I haven't heard anything specific, but it's it's one of those that makes you think because Kevin O'Connell certainly was very complimentary of Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook, I think, certainly is still one of the best running backs in the league. But when you are at this point where you have to make pretty tough decisions, I just wonder if somebody's going to look at it and say, you know, we, we don't need to pay this much money for a running back that – has a lot of tread on the tires. I mean, he's, I think, still probably got a couple of really productive years left in him. But it's yeah. it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how um, ruthless they are. How how much they say, you know what? We'd love to keep all these players, but we can't. And we have to go to places where it makes sense for us to, to leverage this much of our cap towards one guy when there are other affordable alternatives available to us. I, I think that's... It's it's going to be really really interesting to watch how they proceed with this. And I say this like I say, not having any special insight exactly as to what they're going to do. But I just I look at it and say, if somebody was going to take a different approach to this, do you? Because I know when they did that deal, I'll say this: when they did that deal, there were people in the organization that said, you know, uh, that's a lot of money for a running back, and and I think just not specifically Dalvin Cook. Not anything against Dalvin Cook, but just doing that with a running back when they did it and spending what they spent. There were people that said, mm, I don't know if this is the best use of money, but this is how we want to build our team. We want to build around this guy, so we're going to go do it. But I know that was a question. So I, it just it's one of those things that I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's here. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's here on his current contract. But it's just... I think one of those things I keep in the back of my mind as we go into the next week of what all things are on the would table. A set of eyes, yes. Yeah. I think what would a different set of eyes say to this is, is uh certainly something that's in my mind with him. And what's been and said, I mean then you can always
3: draft his brother in the mid rounds and it'll be like <laughs> you never
0: certainly could. Yeah. Um, yeah, you <laughs> certainly could go, yeah.
2: And what's been said today is they want to reset the cap. All right. What is Quasis and uh Kevin O'Connell's vision of resetting the cap. That's what I've been asking tonight. What is that number? We don't know. All we know is they got to get below cap number by the 16th. We don't know what reset means. Is it 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million? You know, all we know is that they want to build, be able to field a sustainable um, competitive team. And I figure this year's the gimme year, and it'll go on after that. So, And to do that, they need to have some money to be able to spend. So it could be, you know, Kirk Cousins gets you there the easiest, but it could be Kirk Cousins, David Cook. It could be a whole slew of them that uh, are moved.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I I think a lot of it with Cousins comes down to do you feel like there is an option available to you that's going to make you competitive in the next year or two. I, I think those guys are certainly out there. This draft class is not seen as being great, but Kweisi kind of tried to push back on that at the combine, you know, maybe just to throw a smoke screen, maybe to kind of indicate that he feels differently about it. We'll have, to, we'll have to see, but the, the thing that is so interesting with cousins is that, and this is why he's great fodder for sports talk, stuff like this, or radio or, or you know whatever, because he is, a good quarterback. I think we've all seen that. I think we've all arrived at that conclusion. He is not a great quarterback and everybody that is trying to get to the point where you have one of the four or five dudes that are in the league at any one time face this question of, do we try to engineer something like the 49ers have been able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo to some level of success? Or do we say we have to go find that guy or at least make it look like we're trying to find that guy or, do we find a young player that allows us to reverse engineer things a little bit easier because he's not on an expensive contract. He's on that rookie deal. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think a lot of what is such a fascinating thing with cousins is that you could concoct. I think a roster that can win with him as the quarterback. How easy is that to do when you're paying him, what are you paying him? How long does that take? I mean, this is why that question is why we keep coming back to it and why we keep having the discussion yeah. because there's there's three or four legitimate takes you could have on that that I think are all defensible so mm-hmm. it's uh it's certainly a and fascinating it, topic and if he goes
3: and if he goes to a team that's like built and ready to roll he could maybe get yeah. them there like i mean obviously we had our we had our opportunity in 18 but you know we had some injuries we had obviously yeah. that whole offensive coordinator debacle that we had i mean there was a whole <laughs> slew of things that happened <laughs> in 18 matter, that Right. Exactly. But like, I mean, but you, you literally saw the Rams do it, right? The Rams are primed, ready to roll, ready to make a deep run. They made a move for a quarterback. Who's good. Not great. I mean, he showed to be better than what we all thought he was, but like it's still, I don't, I wouldn't sit here and say Matt Stafford's one of the top four or five guys in the league but I I would say Kirk Cousins probably could have gone on a team like that and maybe not wanted. I mean, again, Stafford's play style and and, and gumption and willingness to make mistakes and and make throws, no-look throws, um, probably ended up winning them that game. But Kirk Cousins would have taken that team to the playoffs, would have maybe even made them a little run in the playoffs. And if you find the right team, like the Steelers, who went to the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger, or uh, or the Colts, who were – you know, again, just a slightly better quarterback away from making the playoffs, you have a chance to 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 have a really productive team. And 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 I see Steve's in here, you know, defending Kirk. I totally understand where you from Steve. You know, who who's going to play? When when Kirk didn't play, obviously we were absolutely awful. I don't think we're going to have Sean Mannion as a starting quarterback, even if if we trade Kirk <laughs> away. We'll, we'll grab a guy like Jameis Winston. We'll you know take Drew Locke back in a in a trade back with the Seattle. You know we'll find a way to have a, a, a somewhat competent quarterback. Um, we're not going to be you know throwing out there Sean Mannion, who you know I mean none of us even wanted him out there in the first place. I think most of us want to kill him on. So. You know, I, well, I think there's going to be options for us outside of Kurt.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to interrupt that? here for a second.
0: I said one of us did uh, not want, did, did not particularly
1: want <laughs> to see Colin. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: right. There's a story there. I'm sure yep,
0: there, um, there
1: certainly is. Ben, I want to be respectful of your time. I know it's 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 a late late weeknight here, so um, if, if you have time for just a couple more questions here, sure, yeah. uh, and then we can just wrap it up. Um, Dave, Ryan, I have one off the top of my head, so if you guys want to think on one, uh, we're, we're kind of stuck on restructures, Kirk Cousins, and as you alluded to, it's... I, I'm going to be sad the day that Kirk Cousins is gone, simply for the fact that he is such a talking point for this team, um, and yep. we're not really going to have that. So... Uh, With that being said, free agency is is coming, and the Vikings have quite a few guys uh, who were on one-year deals that are up for free agency. Um, Do you have any indication on guys they maybe want to try to retain, whether that's a Patrick Peterson, um, Sheldon Richardson, um, you know, any indication where they're – Mason Cole, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's tough because I think Patrick Peterson, you could make a case. Does Patrick Peterson want to be here and go through a rebuild yeah. with a, a completely new defense? I, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to figure out here in the next week. Anthony Barr would be the other one that I, I'm very, very interested to see how that shakes out because they talked about Anthony Barr quite a bit before uh, the Combine. Obviously, Kwesi and, and Kevin O'Connell oh. talked about Anthony Barr a fair amount. Anthony Barr is going to be 30 years old. He's got knee issues that date back years. And even if you do a new deal with him, the dead money, I think, at least as far as I understand it, I, I don't think you can move that the the void years around all that much. I think you can split it into two years, but not one, or not more than one, I should say. It's, it's like $4.5 million each year that you can split with that dead money. So you're still going to have him if he's here on a fair amount of money on the cap. And I, I think that's certainly, I think they'd have interest in that, but can you make the money work? I, I'm curious to see about a guy like that. Richardson, I, I think if you're going to go to a three, four and you need some pass rush, that makes some sense. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see here in the next week, kind of where they go, because there's a lot of those guys. I think you could make the case that they did it last year because they needed to field the competitive roster. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to keep a number of the people in the secondary. I, I, I think guys in the front seven may make a little more sense. And, and Patrick Peterson may be the exception, but again, let's, what does he want to do? What does he want to be a part of? It's probably going to be the question there.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that totally yeah. makes sense. Dave, Ryan, anything uh, for, uh, for Ben here as we close it out?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously you're at jury duty, right? So you weren't down at the combine, but I'm sure yeah. you've had conversations and, and whatnot were there any uh, players that either caught the Vikings eye or that were, I mean, obviously we, we all watch, right. So, I mean, obviously there's players that really like jumped out, but like, are you hearing any, any players that maybe the Vikings were like, man, that would be great if we can pick him up uh, that maybe are outside of the, the big names, like the Jordan Davis, obviously he ran incredible for a man his size and whatnot. Any, any insights there?
0: You know, Not a ton, just simply because it's hard to replace the ability to be down there and talk to the number of people that you talk to there. I, I did think it was interesting how much time they spent on the quarterbacks. I mean, the number of quarterbacks that they talked with, and and maybe that's just due diligence and you're kind of just going through it as you're, in your first time through that staff, but it was interesting to me to, to see that they were devoting the number of resources in terms of individual interviews that they did with the quarterbacks. So it, it's worth keeping that in mind, whether it's again, for this year or for a year or two going down the road. I mean, you could draft somebody and have Cousins be kind of the bridge. It's an expensive bridge, but uh, you could you could do it that way if you felt like there was somebody you liked in this draft. So that part of it was interesting to me, and, and I think a couple of these corners, at least up higher are, are certainly worth keeping an eye on. I think uh, the Cincinnati kid acquitted himself fairly well at the combine, and um, they – you know, it's it's funny because we joke about it with Mike and Rick Spielman drafting the corners all the time, but the just one more ethos is as valid now as it uh, probably was at any point during the Mike Zimmer era. So um, I, I think those corners, are, it's going to be it's going to be. Unfortunately,
3: a need. they didn't leave us with a wealth of of cornerback riches that they probably no. promised us when they were taking all these first round corners. So no, totally understandable. Yeah, well
0: yeah, that it's. it's that spot is in as tough of a, sh- as tough a shape as it was when they took over in a lot of ways, and maybe even worse off given the fact that there's no young Xavier Rhodes on the roster.
2: Well, Ben, I know you've been covering the Vikings for a while. Do you agree with most of us old-timers that uh, it's a content-generating machine?
0: Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you think about any other sport, Two weeks before free agency, would we be sitting here talking about this in terms of all the things that could happen at 9 o'clock at night the week before free agency? I mean, it wouldn't happen. I've covered the NHL. I've covered Major League Baseball. It doesn't happen in those places. The NBA, there's intrigue when there's a big star that's going to be on the market, but not to this level. I mean, it it is, and we see it every – it's not specific to us. It's everywhere. But the NFL is king in terms of traffic, in terms of – interest in terms of just eyeballs on things it, it's there's nothing yeah. like it so yeah in terms of a content generating machine and that's the way the league wants it there, there's no secret the league is trying to keep itself in the news as much as it can so things like the combine which are basically artificially constructed events become big news because the league decides it's big news so mm-hmm. um they like it this way they have everybody's eyeballs they have no intent on releasing any of those eyeballs anywhere so Yeah, it it is that way. It will stay that way for, I think, the foreseeable future. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I want to personally thank you for coming on tonight. We've enjoyed it. I love your work. Been reading it for years. Um, Listening to your podcast when you guys get together and put one out. Um, Yeah, and uh, it's it's been enjoyable to have you here tonight. Uh, Thank you.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's fun to fun to hop on and, and talk a little uh, free agency and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about in the next week here. Yeah, it's uh, enjoy the chance to come on and chat with you guys and appreciate you having me on.
2: Well, you are always Absolutely. welcome. Uh just let you know if you wanna hop on any time on any of our shows <laughs> or just by yourself, drop me a line yeah. and uh I'll get you on air.
0: Well, now that I know, it's uh, it, it took me uh, about two minutes to, to pop on and get my get my microphone hooked up, and uh, I need to work on my background here. I, yeah. We're we're like two years into the Zoom era, and I've done nothing with my office <laughs> It still looks terrible. I've got a lot of stuff I have to uh, I should get put up, but I'll, I'll work on that, and then maybe we can uh, maybe we can do it again. Cool, Thanks. I love
1: that. I love that. All right. Um, yeah. I, I share Dave's sentiment. Thank you, Ben for hopping on for everybody uh, in the chat or listening to this on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, we appreciate that. If you haven't already head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe. We'll be back next week, uh, breaking down free agency as it, it will be live as, as of the moment that we um, start this show with Darren Wolfson of KSTP um, and the scoop podcast. So make sure you come back for that. Um, Dave, I don't know if there's a show tomorrow, but you can send us out. And uh, No, and
2: there again. is no Thank show you. tomorrow. The next show is Saturday with two old bloggers, both Darren and myself. will be wrapping up the week, what changes happened between now and then, and we'll get into our second-to-last position group roundup, and uh, we'll go from there. I'm sure it's going to be hopping because we've had all these moves in 48 hours. Give me three more days. I guarantee there's going to be a lot more.
1: Let's hope so. Should be fun. All right, Dave. Well, what do we say?
0: Skull bagging!
2: Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.